Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying Mishneh Torah, Hilchot Ishut, chapter 13. So this chapter deals mainly with the Misvah of Kesut, which is the obligation of the husband towards the wife to give her cover, clothing, and shelter. So this chapter is really divided into two main parts. The first one is the shelter, the kisut, and the second one is, the second part of the chapter deals with, um, uh, or I would say even three parts to the chapter. The first part of the chapter deals with the kisut. The second part of the chapter deals with all kinds of um, prohibitions that the husband forces the wife to do, which, make, which cause him to have to get rid of, the, to, to have to give the wife a divorce contract. And the third part deals with the moving of a house um, when both parties agree, disagree, when, when both parties disagree in regard to where they want to live, etc. So, halakha alif. And, and our chapter ends with a very interesting and important halakha regarding Eres Israel. Halakha alif. How much is the kesut, the clothing, I'm going to use the word clothing for kesut, that the husband has to give his wife. Clothing worth 50 zuzim from year to year, um, from, uh, you know, giving, including the drop in, uh, in height and upwards value of the coin. Um, and it ends up that these 50 zuzim are six and a fourth of a dinar. He gives her new clothing in the rain months and she wears those new clothing's rags in the summer months. And also, the um, leftovers of the clothing, whatever clothing get extremely worn out, are also hers. You would think maybe they go to the husband, but no, they stay with the wife so that she could wear them, use them, during her menstrual cycle. And he also must give her a belt and a hat and a head covering. And he must also make sure she has shoes from time to time. Um, you know, consider um, all, all this is, and this all has, this all uh, uh, has to do with how the shoes are, etc. Now, this is a very weird, supposed, supposedly weird halacha. What does it mean, 50 zuzim? The 50, um, what are these 50 zuzim that he has to give the wife? Anubam is going to explain now in halacha bet. Halacha bet. What are they talking about when they say 50 zuzim um, that the husband has to give to the wife? 50 zuzim worth of clothing. In the days of the Talmud and in Eres Israel. However, Abal. However, in the rest of the places and in the rest of the times, in other words, given the change of time, the money, the amount of money the clothing is worth isn't the main idea with kesut, but rather the most important part of kesut is so that the wife has new clothing in the winter and there are certain places in new clothing for the winter and she uses the clothing for the summer months and there are certain places in which the clothing are more expensive and certain places in which the clothing are cheaper. I'm sorry, he must provide for her clothing for the winter months and the summer months in accordance to how most 
regular woman dress in those area in, in whichever country or city the person is, is is in and of course taking into consideration the time and by time i mean the era the different eras maybe a hundred years ago was different than today etc and as well in the in the um obligation of kesut of the husband and the wife there is also what we call kelebait umador um, a kelebait is house tools and Haramah will explain what that means or house um, uh, yeah house tools and Madur Sheyoshevetbo is a place in the house which the wife has um, for herself it could be either her own little house or a place within the confines of the husband's property and we'll see exactly what the kelebait are and how big what the minimum size of a mador is so umahim kelebait and what are these kelebait a bed with sheets Okay, a sheeted bed and a, a mat of sorts to sit on. As well as um, uh, food, um, uh, um, uh, different uh, uh, containers to eat with, and including um, uh, you know um, uh, bowls and plates and a cup and a bottle to drink from, etc. And what is customary, again, in the place and time, that's my own addition, but this is obviously clear, since Hanabam um, in the pre, in Halachabet, said that it must it has to be in accordance to the day, to the time and place. So maybe in um, what's customary in Israel to give, to, to, as, as, as um, tools of, uh, all kinds of house tools would be different than somewhere else. Now, I must of course say, we're talking about minimums, and we will see in the following halakhot, um, you know, what what somebody who's a little more well-off has to give. This is for the minimum of the most poor, the poorest individual. And the mador, the place in which the husband must um, rent out for the wife, a, at least the minimum of four by four amot, which is two by two meters, is a very small space. Also, it must have a small area outside of it to use and a bathroom nearby. Again, these are minimums, so they seem like pretty small amounts. But again, in the days of Harambam, these minimums were very important to ensure that a woman that gets married with a, a, a man has something rather than nothing, because there was poverty um, in many places in, until very recent times, and a woman getting married with a husband, it would be a, a terrible kelala, a terrible curse for her to marry somebody um, if these rules were not in place, because then he might throw her somewhere, give her nothing, no clothing, no food, nowhere to live, and these are really um, super beneficial to the woman living till very recent times. So although this seems relatively um, like nothing compared to our times, oh, what is this, a, a two by two meter place to give the woman to live in? What are we in the dark ages? Yes, we're in old, this is the context of these halachot is the olden days. And it is obvious that without these, um, without these basic obligations of the husband to, towards the wife, the basic obligations of husbands towards wives that we see today, would maybe not be in place as they are. Therefore, 
Um, also, he must give her um, uh, different jewelry and makeup. I'm not going to get into the different types mentioned in this halakha. What are all these previous halakha we just mentioned regarding the poorest of Israel? This is the minimums a husband must provide for his wife regarding kisut. However, a rich person. It is all. What he, ha- what he has to give his wife is all in accordance to his wealth. And even if he was able to buy her different expensive cloths of, of uh, linen, you know, different um, uh, um, uh, silks and, and, and golden clothing, he must do so and um, we force him to. Also the place in which the woman lives in, her um, area of res- res- um, residence, is, has to be in accordance to the wealth of this person. Also, the kelebait and the different jewelry and makeup, again, are in accordance with the wealth of the individual. However, if this individual doesn't even have enough money to give her, like the poorest individual in Israel, or like the minimums um, given in these previous halachot, we Force the husband to um, uh, divorce the wife, and the ketubah, the money he owes her in the ketubah, will be a um, uh, he will be obligated to pay so when he can. And not only the woman is um, the, not only is the man obligated to provide for his wife clothing wise, kesut wise, also an individual's children under the age of six, six and under, he must give them sufficient kesut clothing and sufficient um, uh, the, the different kelet uh, beds, etc., and a place to sleep in. And I must mention here a very interesting halakha, above the age of six, halakhically speaking, the man, uh, a person, an individual, isn't necessarily obligated um, to provide for his kids at the halachic stand, uh, at, at the pure halachic standpoint. And um, there are some poskim, and I'm not, I'm not making pesak halacha here, of course, that say that over the age of six, anything that the person gives to his children is considered sedaka. However, other people say, and, and this is all in, in, uh, on, on, you know, around the halachot of Arambam, other, other uh, commentaries say no, um, above the age of six, if the child can't provide for himself, of course, he shouldn't be thrown out um, into, the, into the big world to provide for himself, because that is cruelty towards the child. And um, many conclude that it is, again, it's regarding the day and time, the time, the era, the place. That's just a side point. However, Rambam makes it clear here that you don't give the children according to your wealth, but rather according to their needs only. So if you're a very wealthy person and you have children six and under, you don't have to give them like you would give your wife. The individual doesn't have to give like he would give his wife, but rather he has to give um, the minimums that to provide for his children. Um, very interesting halakha. Zeh ha-kelal. Kol mi sheyish alav mezonot ben b'chayab ben ha-harmoto yesh lo kesut uchul le-bayit u-madol. V'chol she-bedin mochilin le-mezonotav kach mochilin le-chesuto uchul le-bato-madol. This is the rule. Anybody that the husband, that the individual has to provide food for him, okay, um, whether when he's alive or after he's passed away, 
Sorry, where was I? So I'll, I'll repeat the halakha again. So halakha vav. Velohe isha bilvadel labanav v'notav v'ketanim b'neshesh u'pachut hayav l'itin lahin kesut ha'mespek l'ayin u'chol tashmish u'madol l'shkombo. This misvav kesut also applies to somebody's kids under the age of six, from six and under. V'ena notel lahin kefi yashro ila kefi sorchan bilvad. And he doesn't need to give them only according to his wealth, but rather according to their minimum needs. Z'akilal, kol m'sheyesh alav mezonot ben b'chayav b'nachal moto, yesh lo kesut u'chol l'bayit, Anybody that he has, that an individual has to pay for their food, um, whether be, if he's alive or he's not, in other words, the individual that has to pay, also that's after a person's death, he would still have to provide with his property food to people. Um, then in that, in that type of case, he also must be in charge of kesut kelebayit and mador. And anybody, any type of person which the Bedin has the power to sell his property in order to provide the food for those that he has to provide food for, and there are different types of people, and I will not get into that here. We will get into that in later halachot, in, uh, or, or I believe, actually, I believe we saw that in the previous chapter. Um, then also, a person like that, then they must, they may sell for, they may sell his property to provide kesut. And Mador to those that he is obligated to give Kesut and Mador to. Halacha Zain. Haisha Shehalach Baalaha, Ufasekula Bedin Mezonot Uksut Uchle, Bait Ushan Mador, and Posekin Laha Tachit, Sharein Laha Bachit Kashetlo, a woman who her husband left for whatever reason and obviously and did not leave her um, uh, sufficient money for and did not leave her provisions for Kesut and um, uh, etc. The Bedin. May give the per, may give the woman uh, the bedin have to give the woman food and kesut and kelebait and mador and uh, all the things that we mentioned previously, but they don't have to give her and, and moreover they don't give her the makeup and tachshit tachshit the jewelry and makeup why because she does not have a husband to make herself up for. However, somebody who uh, a woman who her husband became shote, um, became lost his mind, or became deaf, in that case, and he can't provide for his wife properly for whatever reason, in that case, the bedin also provides, um, also gives her tachshit. And and the rule, one moment, right, and the rule, um, uh, if the, in the case in which um, one party says that they, that they were, that they did give, and uh, the husband says he gave the wife, and the wife says he doesn't, he did not give her, the rule is as was mentioned in, in Perek Yudbet Halakha, um, Kaf Aleph, Kaf Bet, I will get, go back there now just to, just to uh, remind, um, That the husband must do a shivuat hesed, and that he paid, that he already provided for the woman, and then he does. Shivuat hesed is a type of swear, and then he, um, and then she is left to provide for herself, considering he does the swear. This, now this part of the chapter deals with the husband pro, um, prohibiting his wife from doing certain things by swearing, making a, a swear or neder. Um, that she cannot wear whatever he's, or she cannot do something or wear something. Um, in certain cases in which he does this, um, and a husband may, he has power to do this over his wife, he will have to um, give her a get, give her a divorce contract because 
um, the halacha does not allow him to pro Hibit the wife certain things. Hamadir tishto shelotet kashet beachad mekol aminin baaniyot baaniyot shana achat yakayem yeter alken o yatir nidro o yosi biten ketuba o baashirot sheloshim yom yakayem yeter alken o yatir nidro o yosi biten ketuba. Somebody who prohibits his wife using a swear um, from wearing from kishut from uh, wearing jewelry etc. As mentioned. Um, with from any of the types of kish, of types of kishut of uh, ornaments, um, if it's if it's a poor girl, if it's a poor family, then they may hold this swear for a whole year, and then either he somehow gets rid of this neder or he gives her or he divorces her. Um, however, with more with the wealthier individuals, um, with more wealth or more wealth, um, thirty days. They may be like this in more than 30 days, he is obligated to divorce the wife. Okay. Okay. Somebody who uh, prohibited his wife from going to the mirhas, to the shower place, to the bathhouse, in the big cities, he may hold this for up to one week. Otherwise, he has to give her, otherwise, he has to divorce. In the smaller city, in the smaller villages, he may hold this for up to two weeks, otherwise he has to divorce. Um, if he prohibited her from wearing a shoe in the villages three days is the maximum amount of time he's allowed to hold her in this, and in the cities, um, 24 hours. More than this, either he gets rid of his nether or So somebody who um, now somebody who halachayot hadirah shelo tashil veshelo tishal mikileh habayit shederech kol hashichanot lishol otanu lashilan keron afau chvara rechaim vetanul vechayse bahen yatir nidro yosi veiten ketuba mipenesh masiyah hashem rabish chunotei. In those days, it was customary that a woman lends to her neighbors, to her fellow um, uh, woman neighbors, and they lend to her different um, household items. And if the husband um, swore her off from doing so, he either, um, he has, he must immediately um, uh, annul his, his shebu'ah, or he must give her a, he must uh, divorce her. Why? Because he's giving her a bad name amongst her friends who see that she's supposedly stingy. Also, if a woman decides that she does not, who, who uh, swears herself off from lending different household items to her friend, or from sewing and knitting the clothing for her children in, in a place in which it is customary to do so, she also goes, she has to divorce her husband, she does not receive the money of the ketubah because she is putting a bad name out for the husband. In places in which it was not, it was customary for a woman to not only go with a special hat that was on her head, there was a special hat, um, head covering, but rather also to go with something even more than that, then he must give her 
that thing that is more than that in regard in, in of course in accordance to the place and um he, he has to give her the minimum of whatever that is in the in whatever place he's in if he is rich then he must give her, give her according to his wealth so that she could go there to the um, house of mourning or to beta mishteh to the house of happiness because a woman may go out, and this is in the days of Harambam, this was um, what was customary. In other words, this is in the following context. The woman was, usually a, a woman would stay in the house, and um, here the halakha is saying, yes, um, she stays in the house most of the time, but she may go out for to go to the house of mourning, or to Beit uh, happy parties, or to do Gemilut Chesed, Gemilut Hasadim, good deeds with her friends, to her friends, or etc. Um, or um, because she is not in like an imprisonment, so that she till she cannot go out of her house. Um, uh, although to the to, to, in our context, these halachot seem a little bit um, odd. Oh, what the you know. Only, she may only go to these things, but something else she can't go, today women work, etc. Obviously, this is in the context in which these halakha were written in the days of the Talmud, and all, all through till the days of Harambam, and to relatively recent times, women were um, mostly in the house. However, it is not proper, improper for a woman to always be going out. One time outside, one time in the streets. So, however, a husband shouldn't let his wife always be going out, but rather should let her go out once, like once or twice a month, um, uh, and only for you know for the reasons specified above, and not for just stam, not for just no reason to go out, out of the out of into the streets, because it is not improper for a woman to be out and uh, wandering, um, uh, as it says in the pasuk, kol kebudah, but the proper respect of a of a uh, the, the daughter of a king is to be inside. And our wives are like daughters of kings. Um, again, these halachot are in, the, in a specific context, which is a little bit difficult to relate with today. Um, and I'm not making pesach halacha halacha lemaase. Obviously, women today are allowed to go out and must go out for certain things. And the, the, again, the, the uh, boundaries are a little different. Um, but just to understand the, the idea of the halacha, um, it is not proper for a married woman and now go meandering around um, and doing improper things. Um, and and there are, I think there are pretty clear boundaries, um, even in today's context. I'm, 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 not, I'm not speaking about halachic boundaries. I'm just speaking about um, normal boundaries. A woman shouldn't, you know, married woman, should, certain things that she should do, shouldn't do, etc. Um, and I'm not going to get into that. And I will let the halachists make biske halacha on these um, I'm just reading Harambam. 
חודש אחד ממתינים לו, שיניים יוסי וייתן כתובה. ובזמן שאין בעיר אחרת, רגל אחד ממתינים לו, שיניים יוסי וייתן כתובה. Somebody who prohibits his wife from going to see her, from going to her father's house, if they're in the city with her, he may have this prohibition for up to a month, otherwise he needs to get rid of, he needs to divorce her. If, it, if they're in a different city, he may have this for up to one regel, the time of up to uh, the three regalim, a fourth of the year, otherwise he must um, uh, give her her ketubah. הלכה י"ג, המדיר את אשתו שלא תלך לבית האבל ולבית המשתה או יתיר נדרו או יישא וייתן כתובה שזה כמי שעשה לה בבית הסוהר ונעל בפניה. Somebody who prohibits his wife from going to the house of mourning or the house of party, the house of משתה. I don't mean party like as in, you know, parting, I mean party as in משתה, like a wedding or something like that. Either he annuls his neder or he um, divorces the wife because this is as though he, he um, uh, imprisoned her in a prison and locked the door on her, which is obviously Asur. However, if the husband um, says that the reason he doesn't allow his wife to go to whatever um, house of mourning or house of, uh, of uh, mishteh is because of... Um, because there are um, improperly, improper acting people there, Perusin, people that are acting improper um, in, in the way they act with women, etc. Um, and in fact, we know that he is not lying about this, then um, we don't make him, we don't force the husband to give the wife a get. אחייך ואחיותייך שומעין לו, ותהיה היא הולכת להן כשאירע להן דבר, ותלך לבית אביה פעם בחודש ובכל רגל ורגל. Somebody who says to his wife that he doesn't want um, her family to visit him, we listen to the husband because we're not, you don't have to force somebody to have people he doesn't want in his house. And however, the wife may go to visit her, her, her uh, father's family once a month, if, they're in, if they live within the same city with her, or... At, for the three regalim, if they live in different, if they live in a different city, um, and they don't enter the man's house unless she has a very big reason for them to enter, like she gave birth or she was very sick, um, because we don't force people to allow people to, to make people they don't want into their into their house, of course. If it's somebody's wife and it's her family because she gave birth or she was very sick and there was a special reason, then in that case we do let the people into the house against the husband's will. Also if the wife says the same thing about the husband's family, then we listen to her because we don't force people to, to, to allow people they don't like into their um, habitat. האיש שאמר, איני דר במדור זה. מפני שבני אדם רעים ופירוסין וגויים בשכונתי ואני מתיירא מהן שומעין לו ואף על פי שלא הוחזקו בפריסות שכך שלא הוחזקו בפריסות. A husband who says that he doesn't want to live in this and this place because the people are bad or they're פירוסים or they're improper or they're גויים they're not Jewish or I don't want to live in this neighborhood because I'm scared of the people who live here. Um, sorry, because the people, the people in this neighborhood are bad and I'm scared of them, etc. We listen to him, even if um, not necessarily we've seen that most people are Perusim or whatever, we, we don't necessarily see that they're like this because Hachamim say to make somebody, for somebody that, that it's important to distance oneself from a bad neighbor. Interestingly, this is this week's 
chapter in Pirkei Avot, whoever reads Pirkei Avot, in some places it was last week, in most places it's this week's chapter of Pirkei Avot, chapter 4. And even if the house, the, the inhabitant, the place belonged to the wife, we still take the wife out and move, so that she moves with her husband to a place which has proper people. Also, a woman who doesn't want to live in a certain habitat because of the uh, specif- above specified reasons, we also force the husband to move with her because she may say the following, I don't want them to say bad things about me that I act improper because I live in an improper neighborhood. The whole world, the whole planet is broken up into different countries and cities. So we have countries like Kenan, which is Israel, and Misraim, and Egypt, and Yemen, and Kush, which is, um, uh, and, and, which is uh, different countries in Africa. Um, and in different places, and Shinar, and different places, all these are, are uh, split into countries, and then there's districts, cities, and villages. Um, and Israel is also broken up into three countries, three districts Yehuda, Erdan, and the Galil, and of course into the distinct cities. And this is the halacha that we need the previous halacha for. A man from one country who marries a woman from another country, the, we, the woman must go with the husband, otherwise she um, gets the, the husband may divorce her without paying the deed of the ketubah. Even though he didn't specifically mention that he wants her to come with him to his country, um, this is considered an obvious thing, and therefore he may divorce her without paying her the deed. However, somebody marries a woman from the same country which he lives in, he can't force her to leave the country because they both lived in the same country, and she knew in her mind he was from the same country as her, and they would not have to move different countries, but he may move her from city to city or from village to village in the same country. However, he may not move her from a city to a city, oh sorry, from a city to a village or from a village to a city, because there are certain things in the city that are considered bonuses, that are considered pros, and certain things in the, in the villages that are considered pros, and vice versa, also cons in both places, which um, uh, make a difference in the people's lifestyle, and we don't want the women to have an embittered lifestyle. And when they move from city to city, even if it's in the same country, he may not move from an ugly place to a nice place, or from a nice place to an ugly place, um, from a nice place to from an ugly place to a nice place, because the woman now has to up her lifestyle and how she takes care of herself to be in accordance with the people living in a nice place and from a nice place to an ugly place for the obvious reasons of a lifestyle a lifestyle change which the woman may not may not have wanted also the husband may not move the move with his wife from a place 
which is mostly um, from a place which is mostly Jews to a place where there's mostly non-Jews. However, in a place which is mostly non-Jews, we always allow the husband to take the wife with him to a place where there are mostly Jews. All these things we said in the previous halachot were from cities to cities out of Israel, or from cities to cities in Israel. However, from out of Israel into Israel, we force the wife to come with the husband, or the husband to come with the wife, um, even from a, a bad area, from a nice city to an ugly city, or from a place where mostly are Jews to a place where mostly are Goyim, because they're in Israel. So you could have a city of mostly Goyim, yet it's a, it's more, it's a bigger misvah to live in the city with most, mostly Goyim in Israel than a city with mostly Jews out of Israel. Um, and we don't move out of Eres Israel to uh, from Israel to out of Israel, even from a pretty, from an ugly city in Israel to a nicer city out of Israel, or from a city of more goyim in Israel to a city of more Jews in Eretz Israel, uh, in, in out of Israel, um, because it is very important to live in Eretz Israel. There are some people who say that according to Harambam, it's not a misfat to live in Eretz Israel. Um, for many, 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 many halachot in, in, in the Mishneh Torah, Hilchot Ishut, Hilchot Melachim, Hilchotahim, and many in, in different areas in the Mishneh Torah, we see that Harambam considers Israel living in Eretz Israel to be some kind of misfat. Um, even though he doesn't mention it specifically in Sefer HaMesfot. And the reason for this is, as mentioned by many scholars, um, this is not my own, is because living in Israel is a misfah kolelet. And in, in the rules that Harambam brings in Sefer HaMesfot, what, what, what is considered one of those 613 misfot, a misvah that has within it all of the other misvot, does not need to be mentioned as one of the 613 misvot because it's such a big misvah. So living in Israel is a misvah that has so that has under it so many other misvot shemitot like our parashat shabuah in Eretz Israel, parashat behar or um, bet hamikdash. So many halachot, more than 50 percent, almost more than 50 percent of the halachot in the Mishneh Torah are only to be done in Eretz Israel, and therefore living in Israel is such a kolel misvah, such a general misvah that it doesn't, it's not considered its own misvah from the Tarag misvah, but rather a general misvah, and therefore. Of course, according to Harambam, living in Israel is a misvah, but it's a misvah kolelet, the more general misvah, which includes in it most of the Torah's misvot. Um, and this is to combat those who say that Harambam does not say it's a misvah to live in Israel. This is not, our, my point here isn't to misvah or not misvah, um, just clarifying why Harambam makes Pesach like this, even though some people would ask, oh, he doesn't have a misvah in Tevet misvot to live in Israel. Obviously, there is a misvah, and now we understand Halachayotet better. The husband wanted to go to Israel and the wife did not want to go to Israel. She goes without a ketubah, she goes without her, her, her deed because he wanted to go to Israel. We allow him to go to Israel and he doesn't have to pay her. If the wife wants to move to Israel and the husband does not want to go to Israel, he must divorce her and pay her ketubah. And the same rules we said for moving to uh, out of Israel to Israel is also within Israel to Yerushalayim, the same rule. So, for example, the husband wanted to move to Yerushalayim and the wife didn't, he may divorce her without paying her. And if the wife wanted to move to Yerushalayim and the husband didn't, she, he, he may, um, she, she, 
he has to divorce her and he has to pay her the full divorce um, fees. Um, and with this, we finish this chapter. Baruch Adonai Amen.